Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 817, you're tuned in to WGNS on this Tuesday morning. Sarah Callender is with us this morning from Main Street Murphy's Bro. Sarah, good morning to you. Good morning. So it has been an interesting year, to say the least, for local businesses, not only around the square, but all throughout downtown and all throughout Murphy's Bro. But a lot of businesses have really pulled together to figure out new ways to do business. What are some of the things that you noticed at Main Street that you didn't notice before yeah um well it, it's amazing the perseverance that i have seen in small business owners um main street just is here to promote the downtown the historic downtown and to help um bring awareness to the small businesses and to the the place of downtown um, usually we do a lot of events and so we didn't get to do that in 2020 um, we were fortunate enough to have the saturday market which brought a lot of people downtown on the weekends but we didn't get to have the free concerts that we like to have um, so we really had an opportunity to focus on getting to know the small businesses as individuals and just promoting their stories and um, just bringing awareness to the need to support your neighbor um, and so I was super proud and it was an, it was an honor to get to to see how the businesses pulled through some really hard times this past year. And I know throughout the year you highlighted several businesses, not only in different newsletters, but also audio versions of them. And uh, that was really positive because I think the community got to learn more about businesses that are here downtown than they ever have before. That's true. You guys helped us a lot with the, with the audio. That was neat. Um, my focus was just telling the story because a lot of times you can you think of a business and, and you don't think about the family that it represents. And so just to make it more real and personal, I don't think you can get any more personal than at a downtown in any community because that's where it all starts for a community. And then sometimes we the, during the great sprawl, you know, we think, oh, the the big malls and the the market, the stores that are more chain. Um, but if you bring it back to a community needs, it's the families that own the businesses. And they're the ones that give back to the community. They've got their kids that are in the schools with your kids that go to church with you. And so that was our focus is just to to make it more personal and make people realize like these are your neighbors. And for those listening, Sarah Callender is the Main Street Murfreesboro Executive Director, but what exactly is Main Street? So Main Street is part of the National Historic Trust and um, we've been around for, this is our 36th year. Um, and the mission is to maintain, enhance and promote the historic downtown as the heart of our community. And in doing that, you know, we wanna bring people downtown to experience just that this is a sense of place for you, for everybody um, but it's also an economic you know vitality of just a, a village of these people who we live with that put their blood sweat and tears into businesses that we benefit from um, that represent all kinds of different areas not just you know we've got boutiques and salons and exercise places and restaurants and bakeries and law offices it's just it's just a neat village full of different people and of course over the years the downtown square area itself has seen a lot of changes 
I mean, from the, the concrete, the structures, I mean, everything has changed over the years. The bricks have been put around the square in different areas. There have been a lot of new things happen over the last, I'd say, 30 years or so. Yeah. But with those changes, has Main Street had a hand in maybe making suggestions to the city on, well, you know, I think most businesses would rather see this as opposed to doing it this way. Mm -hmm. I know that the past executive directors and the past board members of Main Street worked really hard with the city to enhance the downtown to, like you said, the specific things of bringing um, electrical um, lines under the sidewalks, you know, making the sidewalks safer, uh, making things wheelchair accessible, um, just making it more pretty downtown, adding the trees and the lampposts. And so, um, and they worked hand in hand with the small business owners because a lot of small businesses had to put in their own money to help to renovate you know their spaces and to keep their buildings up and that's something that a lot of people don't know you know these small business owners are paying to renovate these buildings these historical buildings um, some of them own them and some of them rent them but they still put in their own money to keep them updated now i know you mentioned the the weekly uh, concerts that are held during the summer months and that wasn't able to really happen this year but or this past year, it's hard mm -hmm. to believe it's 2021. <laughs> Is that going to come back in 2021? We've got all the the same bands booked that we had last year. They all agreed to come back, and so we're moving forward with the idea that we're going to do it. Um, hopefully, you know, with more people getting the vaccine, it'll be a little bit safer. People will feel more comfortable being in crowds, and thankfully, you know, we have events that are outside. So just depending on how the numbers are and what the you know the governor says about gas. I would hope in the summertime that we will be safe to be able to have our concerts. And one of the business owners who is visiting with us today is Susan Greer with The Right Impression. Susan, how have you seen some of these changes with COVID-19 impact your business? Well, we've had to um, do things multiple times. I do a lot of wedding and party invitations and things would get canceled and then they'd be rescheduled but they'd be rescheduled for smaller um, numbers. And so it's kind of been a roller coaster. We did close for almost three months, but I lived so close that the phone would ring to my cell phone. And if I needed to meet somebody up there, I could be there in 10 minutes. So how hard is it on some of these downtown local businesses when they do have to close because, because of all the changes? Well, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to run a business without having anybody in there, but you just do what you can. I mean, we made deliveries to people. Like I said, I would meet people up there when I needed to. Um, I tried to run the business as best as I could the same way without being there. And fortunately, you know, we, um, we were, we've been able to survive. So it's, it's been a blessing. But as Sarah said, you know, our customers are our friends. We go to church with them. Our children went to school together, maybe still do. We go to church together. We play on the same teams and we're supporting the community. And of course, I've always been an advocate of um, not shopping online all the time and with the big box stores. We're, we're your neighbors and we're your friends. And we care about what we do and we care about you being happy. Did you see a lot of the downtown businesses change to where maybe they start delivering whatever it is that they have in their store? And if so, 
how did they make that change? Was it an easy change for them that was made overnight, or did you see people, you know, really have a hard time for those first few weeks of COVID? I think I think everybody just pulled together to figure out how to keep their business alive. And I mean, if delivery was what did it, then they would deliver. Um, there were just a lot of, you know, uh, ways to improvise that people did to accommodate people's needs. Um, people do have needs, even though, you know, they do go out to shop maybe for sport, but they do have needs of things that they might want. And um, so we just made a, made a change to accommodate the best we could. During the start of the whole pandemic, it seemed like literally nobody would go out unless they had to go to work and then they'd come straight home or they went to the grocery store and that's about it and then i guess about halfway through it people did start coming out a whole lot more of course wearing masks with mask mandates in place and that i think helped out a lot when they did start venturing outdoors again well it was nice to see people walk in the door i mean um, we can still tear up when we see people walking in because, you know, the numbers have gotten so big here, so great, that people, during Christmas, it just, the walking traffic just was not, almost non-existent. But people would call, they would come, they would come for, um, we had some events, we had some Christmas events with Main Street that brought some people in. It was... Um, that downtown Christmas event the we holiday had. holiday market. Yeah, holiday market was amazing <laughs> yeah. how many people that came was. in that one night. And even, I hate to say it, many without masks, but they did come and they did support small business. And of course, we had Small Business Saturday, which was great. So Susan Greer with us with the right impression. And then also Sarah Callender with Main Street Murphy's Bro. And I'm curious, was it that Main Street Marketplace, is that the changing point where you started seeing a whole lot more people coming around? I think it was just a time that people knew that they could come out and support small business. And, and they were there for us. I mean, it was they were good events. We did it in conjunction with the um, Country Gourmet's ornament release. That was the same night. So we made it an event that, you know, coincided with something else going on and so people were just and people were ready to get out they were ready to get out they were ready to shop they were ready to see somebody besides their herd yeah <laughs> you know and it was a good excuse because of the holidays yeah. you know it was right after halloween and um, people are more in the mood for shopping for others so you kind of feel this this pressure like okay i can go out and, and t go shopping and we really um, did a lot of stuff outside and you know, we had some musicians and we worked with the art crawl so it brought in different people maybe that wouldn't have come to a store but had a, a reason to think oh well this is an event so that was kind of a fun reason for a lot of people to come downtown and no. then the tried and true supporters of yeah. each store and then we you know we all wear our masks inside so we're we're trying to be safe for our customers, whether they wear them or not. And I've certainly never mandated or dictated that they have have a mask when they come in. Now, Halloween was totally different this year on the yeah. square mm -hmm. because for years, I mean, it would be so packed around the square on Halloween with kids mm -hmm. trick-or-treating, going from business to business. But that wasn't the case this year. No, I, we were we worked with the county um, 
the Rutherford County Courthouse, and, and and really we just took a poll of the small businesses, and I asked them. Main Street doesn't necessarily coordinate that whole event. That was just kind of an organic thing that the businesses do. But I don't think people realize how much money that the small businesses have to put up to pay for all that candy. I mean, it's thousands of kids that come around, and just the, the I mean, it's like moving in snail space around the square, and the idea of covid and all those families standing there walking around and the business owners being exposed for three hours you know and having to put up you know the funding to buy all that candy i thought it was just a lot to ask the small business owners at that time now the cool thing about halloween each year it brings you know non-traditional customers who may not do business locally on the square into the downtown area so that was you know that's always been a big positive but i'm curious do you think that hurt business this year by not, of course you couldn't do it with COVID, but I'm saying, do you think that had a negative impact on local businesses? I do not. I do not. I, I did see, I mean, one of my employees sat outside and handed out candy to anybody that was walking around with a child. They weren't dressed up necessarily, but when I went home that night and I go home down uh, East Main Street they were they were still trick-or-treating on east main street so yeah i don't think they're going to hold it against no. anybody and no. not come shop because no of no, that. no I, I didn't mean it like that yeah. I, i'm saying just the without exposure bringing in those new people yeah. who may not have been to the square before I, yeah. i'm curious if that you know had a negative impact on local business i don't think so and i don't think it will in the future either i'm sure that if you know we're allowed to we'll have it again next year that's or a, this year 2021 and that's kind of an event where the business owners give back to the community yeah. i mean there's a lot of families that just come because it's a fun i mean that's the thing about downtown it's, it's a place that's just fun to go for different events it doesn't always mean that those particular families might shop at that particular store but right. it is great exposure just to come to the downtown as a whole and see what's downtown and it's a safe we're a safe place too yeah we are definitely mm -hmm. right now that time 8 31 we're going to take a short break when we come back we're going to talk to doug DeRoss, and he is uh, with marinas on the downtown square and uh, i really wanted to i don't know pick your brain a lot because there's so many restaurants out there that have had such a hard time throughout all of this pandemic so we'll get to you in just a second. Right now the time, again, 8.31. We're going to take a break for the weather and also to check on the traffic. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at DemasRestaurants.com. Skies will become mostly sunny this afternoon with temperatures holding rather steady. Northwest winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour and gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. 
Currently, it's 43. Good morning. Traffic's picked up a bit here the last few minutes on 24 up by Epps Mill Road. All that traffic flow coming in from Coffee County into Rutherford. Traffic's still not too bad out here as far as interstate accidents. Just watch your speed. Plenty of radar to go around. Check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 8.34, you're tuned in to WGNS. And this morning we're talking about local businesses and businesses in and around the area of the Square and Main Street, Murfreesboro. And Doug DeRoss is with us this morning with Marina's on the downtown square, a restaurant that's been there for how many years now? Uh, we're about to celebrate celebrate 23 years. 23 years. And that location is interesting because there were other restaurants years and years ago right there in fact did the city cafe once sit there or was it a a nets cafe i don't recall now um you may be thinking uh oh what's i can't remember the name of it now but it's been a restaurant for over 100 years and the reason why is mrs king sarah king who whose family built the buildings um explained to me that before broad street before 24 the way to get to Nashville was College Street. You came, you drove all the way up to Nashville from College Street, or, and then if you were coming down and you wanted to go away really to Florida, you would drive all the way down College Street from Nashville, turn at our corner, and then go out Main Street, which will go all the way to Florida. Huh. And so that was where everybody turned. So it's been a restaurant for, since the late 1800s, since it was built as a cotton warehouse originally okay but it's been some type of restaurant for over a hundred years now that might be the location where i heard stories of al capone even mm-hmm. went through there mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. well because chicago florida all that stuff it was the and of course moonshine was kind of popular here in tennessee during that time so he had a lot of his for lack of better word generals come down and buy a lot of moonshine down here so they stayed and they stayed at the james k polk hotel which is now where SunTrust is, um, but she she was a wealth of information, and there's several people like um, uh, CBR Net and a few others that just had tons of information and and hit Murfreesboro has such an interesting history. COVID nineteen, the pandemic was hard on obviously all businesses, but restaurants it was especially hard because there were times where you literally couldn't open because of COVID nineteen. Well, you know, everything started right in the middle of March. And for a month and a half, they pretty much said we can't have dine-in. So we concentrated on to-go. Um, 
to-go business, I, and I got to be honest, we just had our best year in 23 years. Um, and that has to do with Murfreesboro's residents and the community. Um, and also because of things that Sarah and a lot of other people have done is they've done a phenomenal job just promoting local businesses, especially local restaurants. And so what happened was that month and a half we were closed, our to-go business tripled. Then when we were able to open back up, even though we couldn't see it at full capacity, we were packed. We were packed constantly. And, and the to-go business still has not gone down. We're still three times what we've been for the past 20 plus years. And so we, we were very fortunate. Now, don't get me wrong, that month and a half was tough. But as soon as everything hit and um, the government did the PPP program, Pinnacle was on top of it. They contacted me before I even knew what was going on, which they did with all the businesses that, that could, could qualify. And they had everything made. They made it so easy. And just as, you know, that bank account started getting really low, that money came in. I had some employees that didn't want to work, some that had to work. And we were able to retain almost all of our employees even for the, after that month and a half. And just about everybody has come back. You know, that's amazing because there's some businesses and some restaurants that maybe well, maybe they're down to three people tops working for them now. And mm -hmm. you can still see it today. So it, it's been really hard on a lot of folks. But with the to-go business, were you making the deliveries? Was Marina's actually making the deliveries or were you using things like Grubhub? Well, um, we, we made some deliveries because, like I said, I had a few people that just still wanted to work. So I, I would try to figure out jobs for them to do. And also, we did a lot of improvements on the building. I'm like, you know, if you want to work, I'll figure out how to find something for you to do. And so we did a lot of improvements, a lot of repairs. Um, and we started doing delivery on the square within a, or, and a few other. I think we had a five-mile radius, if I remember right. But then as business started picking back up, we didn't have to do that anymore. We didn't use Grubhub. Or, we did for a while, but then we stopped doing that just so, you know, we didn't have to raise the price for delivery or anything like that. You know, with a restaurant that's been there, your restaurant, for over 20 years, you probably had a lot of customers who had been coming there for over 20 years. So that said, did you see, once you opened back up, did you see less of the same faces or was it all new? Uh, actually, it was a little, actually a lot of both. Our, you know, we've got, especially during lunch, we've got our, our customers that will come three, four times a week. And we, we saw them through through the whole period. We ended up delivering to them during lunch. Then when we opened back up, we had a lot of people that are like, you know what, we used to live close to downtown, come down here, but we moved out and we want to support you. I mean, again, um, my staff was so appreciative of not only the old customers but the new customers that would come in and just be extremely generous with their tipping also and it's like we just want to help y'all we want to make sure you're here for a long time and so they, they did they just did a phenomenal job taking care of us you know it's funny uh, we had somebody visiting the station yesterday uh or i take that back it was last week and they said i drove through the square marinos was closed i said wait wait man it's, it's monday it's monday. they're closed on monday <laughs> but it's funny because when people see a business closed even if that's a day you're normally closed they just assume the worst right yeah. off the bat because of covid mm -hmm. that, that's true and um i've had a few um texts and, and emails going hey i know you're closed you know well halloween speaking of halloween we closed for halloween 
my employers are like, you know what? We don't want to work. We don't have to work because we don't have to pass out candy, which is actually a good thing. And, you know, for, for what? And they're like, can we just have off? And I'm like, sure, go ahead, take off, you know? Um, and, and they really enjoyed it. And of course we try to make light of it, you know, and, and on, on Facebook and just made a joke about it. But I was just like, you know, um, I'm a firm believer that all things work for good. All right. And I understand that there's tough times. I understand that, that people have not been as um, fortunate as we have in, in some areas. But I also think that, that in the long run, everything works out for the better. And I think what has happened, much like Sarah and Susan have said, our community has just done a phenomenal job helping downtown businesses um, as much as they can. Because, you know, they're short on money also. They've they've had to deal with, with not... Um, having an income, but honestly, I, I've been so impressed and grateful by our community's just generosity. Doug DeRoss with Marina's on the downtown square. A lot of the chain restaurants, they change the way you wait before they call your name to be seated and they are letting people or making people wait outside in their car as opposed to sitting inside and waiting mm-hmm. there. Is that something you had to do as well? it's something I didn't do. Um, I, and without getting all political and stuff like that, I will say this. We, the downtown, downtown businesses, especially the restaurants have an advantage that most of the chains don't. And we've been, we've taken advantage of this for 20 something years is, is you come in, if we're on a wait, walk around the square, go see the other businesses go down i I encouraged um nani's to open up in the evenings during the weekends after the 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 christmas thing and she's like best thing i ever did you know i'm getting business from you and a few other restaurants so that's been good for her Uh, we were talking about binks when he first opened and um and i remember you know i would send people down there when he first opened he said man he goes our first three months 70 percent of our business after five was from people waiting for you Wall Street, same situation. We don't have a bar. They would go down there. So, I, it's we didn't want to, we didn't want to change a lot of things. We wanted to try to keep it as normal as possible. Um, some people really, actually, most of the people really appreciated that. They're like, we don't want to go out and think about COVID. We want to go out. We want to eat. We want to have a good time. We just want to forget about it for a while. So that's what we tried to do. For the restaurant industry, did COVID equal the health department? visiting more restaurants more often was that ever an issue or a battle i don't i don't know to be honest the funny thing is is the day the health department did our inspection in march was actually the same day that we kind of had to shut everything down um and you know stacy um out over there is just phenomenal and so we talked about you know the changes she wanted me to do and stuff like that um, but one thing I've noticed is really the restaurants are probably some of the cleanest places you're going to find. We, for years, have always made sure that things are clean. We wipe down things. We, you know, there, there's procedures we have that keeps everybody safe. Safe. So, you know, honestly, the restaurants are probably one of the best places to be. Were there new mandates issued by the health department for restaurants during all of this? Uh, n- no, um, they. There were recommendations. They don't really mandate anything. It's got to be the, the the city government, for lack of a word, or state government. Um, they strongly suggested the mask and everything like that, which we we did. You know, we anytime we were told 
we had to do something, we definitely did. But I'll be honest, if they didn't make us do it, we probably didn't do it. You, you know, the thing that has surprised me throughout all of this, there's restaurants that require you to wear a mask into the front door and to your table, but if you get up to use the bathroom or something, no mask. I, I just, I don't quite understand some of the things with, no, with there, all this. No, there is no logic to any of this. There really isn't. And so, um, again, my thing is, is I don't want to promote fear. I don't want to promote, you know, uh, disobedience to the government either. But it's a it, personal responsibility. But And by all means, it, we don't ever want to make anyone feel uncomfortable either. So if a customer asks us to do something or not do something, we try to do that at at all times you know there's a big difference with corporate america and businesses that are huge corporations versus locally owned businesses and i'm sure all of y'all have noticed this but i noticed when i went to some corporate stores not necessarily in murphy's bro in fact i didn't have this happen in murphy's bro but i noticed in areas like nashville I saw them actually telling people to leave their business mm-hmm. when I knew good and well, those people were there to buy stuff. I mean, you're looking at right before the holidays, but they told people to leave. And I thought if this was a local business, there's no way you could do that. You couldn't afford to do that. First of all, second of all, it's going to make your customer mad mm-hmm. because what if they do have some type of PTSD and they can't wear a mask or a breathing problem? They didn't even bother to ask those questions. It was just, you got to leave. Well, because it didn't really affect their pockets. You know, when you're a business owner, Susan's nodding yes, you know, you've got to take care of your customer. Um, You've got to be safe and you've got to be, you know, use use your wisdom and logic. But if money's not coming in, that's a bigger problem. And and this whole thing has created so many. The the cure to me has been worse than the, the original problem. Yeah, it, and when you have you know teenagers working at corporate America, it seems like those teens aren't as good of an employee as you would find at a local business where you have the same age person working. You know, it's, it's just totally different. And I think a lot of people out there don't understand corporate America versus locally owned mm-hmm. business. You know, no, they don't. And and one of the things that I try to do with with my employees because I have a lot of high school, college age kids working for me, and a few in their twenties. Um, but is to, to educate them also and say, look, you know, we're all in this together and there's some people that are going to freak out and there's some people that are going to be really mad that everyone is freaking out. I said, but you got to learn to kind of mirror your customer and, and, and treat everybody with respect, whether you agree with them or not. And, and try, and I said, I think if we do that, then we can please a lot more people. I said, we don't ever want to upset someone. Um, especially with social media, because you do that and you're dead in the water, right? Um, but if you're trying to actually just help people and and help them have a good experience, then then they'll be okay. I said, you know, don't I said don't ever tell someone they have to wear a mask or they can't wear a mask. It's up to them what they want to do. I think for the most part, customers and people in general, they want to be able just to remain anonymous in a sense they want to be able to walk into any business do business with them and leave Mm -hmm. but it seems like some people at corporate america again they were literally calling customers out embarrassing them Mm -hmm. by saying nope you got to do this and that that just that's hard on business but the people that were make this is my opinion the people making those rules are not looking at the customer and they don't know what their needs are they're just sitting back trying to do whatever they've been told by their supervisors 
And, you know, everything has been blamed on COVID. Um, I'm like, Doug, we had a good year. We're very thankful. We do wear masks, but we would never ask somebody to leave that didn't have one on. It, it's like you, you can't blame bad manners. No on COVID and that's exactly what it boiled down <laughs> yeah. to, you know, yeah. I, I mean. Well, it's become an excuse now too. Yeah. I mean, every time, even when you call an 800 number, you know, it's, uh, everything is based on COVID. They have no people working. Well, you know, somebody's gotta be paying these folks. You know, at the, I don't know, midway through the pandemic, I guess, I noticed in downtown Nashville, there, tourism of course just totally dropped for a while mm -hmm. but they had police who were like social distancing police and I, so i talked to some of the officers here in murfreesboro and they told me you know our route is going to be education it's not going to be we're going to write you a ticket we're not going to cause a scene we're not going to cause a fight we're going to just simply talk to you about you know this is why you need to social distance wear a mask whatever the case is it's almost like Murfreesboro and Rutherford County, they look at things differently, and I think it has to do with, well, there are more small businesses per capita here, I, I bet, than a lot of other big cities. I, I would agree with that. And I think also just we're probably a lot more conservative than Nashville. Um, and, and I think it just really comes down to that personal responsibility and just being respectful of people with opposing views and and you know those who know me at work i'm extremely conservative but i'm not going to shame or harass anybody who even is trying to shame or harass me um into wearing a mask or and it's like it's it's their view it's their opinion i can understand that and i can appreciate it i just don't share it you, you know the mask thing has divided a lot of people on social media especially that's where people you know they grow bigger taller and have more views <laughs> but i i don't I haven't seen a lot of negativity in social media here in rutherford county specifically in murphy's bro like right. i have in other areas mm -hmm. so i you know it does show you know we're not totally wrapped up in taking sides this way or that way it's more so about how can we support and help out these local people these local businesses restaurants all of it no, no definitely and and um, and, and as a business owner, you, you learn very quickly that you may have really strong opinions, but you don't really need to tell everybody what they yeah. are um, because you don't want to offend someone. Um, and, and you are appreciative of them buying your product, you know, frequenting your store. And so um, you don't ever want to, um, I guess, just uh, in, um, what's, insult someone. Um, and, and so you, we, it teaches you to be very respectful. And I try to tell my employees the same thing, you know, just, just be respectful of their opinions. Even if you don't agree with them, just, you know, trust it for some reason, that's why they think the way they do and just be nice. During the pandemic, did local business owners in the downtown area come together, have meetings, talk about what they can do? I mean, did any of that kind of stuff happen? We, did, we had one Zoom call, didn't we, with everybody, you know, that wanted to join in. But, and there are some people, we have um, text, group text messages that go around, like um, our hours have changed for January and February, and we did that in conjunction with um, Trendy Pieces and Bellas in the Marketplace, and I think some others have carried on that same thing, but we're only open um, 
in January we're open Wednesday through Saturday and then in February Tuesday through Saturday and then we'll go back to our regular hours in March so and that that's really you know it's nice too that's really because of the weather and people just aren't getting out as much and as I said before you know my cell phone rings after two rings at the store if nobody answers it comes to me at home and I I was meeting people there yesterday so. Well, well, we'll keep those same hours at Maria's, and we'll <laughs> still be closed Sunday and Monday like we always yeah. have been. And um, and I know people don't like me on Mondays, but i got to rest. <laughs> That's exactly where everybody needs some rest, yeah. Susan Greer with the Right Impression and Doug DeRoss with Marina's. What is the biggest thing that you saw change for local businesses throughout this entire pandemic? I would say just the the amount of walk around traffic and you know unfortunately downtown has still not seen as much walk in traffic as we did when we were when I grew up here because there wasn't all this other stuff you know outside but um that's really the only thing we've had a good year we've had great support from our community um I noticed the talks of a boutique hotel, those have died off almost completely, other than the big project where First Methodist once was. But it's almost like investors, developers, they had no choice but to just back down and kind of regroup and say, you know, we may look at this in two or three years, but there's no way we can do this right now. That said, do you think we'll see some of these boutique hotels that were once big talks sure hope so i'm counting on it i i want one or two down here that may not be the best location just because of everything else they're putting on that that property but we do need some some hotels down here yeah i, I do that's something that we've talked about for golly 20 25 mm-hmm. plus years yeah. is that we need some type of hotel um honestly i wish someone would would redo the or, or um remake the james k polk hotel oh, just because the pictures are just amazing and it was just a, a majestic type hotel um and i think just if someone had the guts to do that they'd be booked all the time especially with mtsu mm-hmm. less than a mile away you know prior to the pandemic rutherford county had good tourism i mean we had a lot of people come here specifically to look at the old battlefields you know learn about the civil war um, you got Oakland's Mansion. I mean, there is a lot of history right here in Rutherford County, but I, I think a lot of that died off, as did tourism everywhere, with the pandemic. So I, I hope that our chamber can figure out new ways to bring in new people from outside our area to spend their money. Yeah, I mean, I think as soon as they lift all the you know gathering mandates and stuff like that, because well, just like. Um, sports tournaments you know with the soccer fields out there you know being involved in that we would bring in thousands of people and hotels would be booked over the weekends not just in Murfreesboro but Smyrna you know and as far as Laverne sometimes so when you stop allowing those tournaments and stuff like that and and the the tourism and stuff like that it's going to hurt a lot and of course i believe the parks department is still moving forward with plans of an indoor soccer facility which is going to be out there around walter hill close to walter hill mm-hmm. the va and everything so i hope you know once they get that completed that all this pandemic stuff is over with or maybe close to over with i i i'm i'm i'm, I'm open and praying that we'll get rid of it this year yeah 
So as we close out this morning, uh, I guess, Sarah, turning to you a little bit here with Main Street Murfreesboro, how can people get involved with Main Street and what businesses are you looking for? Because we're in a downtown area. You have businesses who are way outside the downtown area, but they're not as invested in the downtown square and the streets around the square. Mm -hmm. Main Street always promotes all of downtown you know it I have to be careful not to just say the square because there are some great businesses you know right off of the square and then beyond um, so we're like a 50 block radius and you consider downtown um, and I would just encourage you know we say some of the easy things to do are follow small businesses on social media um, like their pages share them with other people comment positively um, and then just even friends of mine it's amazing people that have grown up here but don't know about businesses that are downtown so I would say just commit to a day to walk around with your family you know go to a restaurant at night when there's not a lot of people and walk around and just see what businesses there are look in the windows and then come back and make a choice to just purchase something at a small business downtown um, and I think the more people get familiar with driving around the square and where to park and what's located, then they'll start having their new favorites and they'll make downtown a part of their shopping, you know, weekly adventure. You know, I, I think there is a new love for the downtown area because I'm seeing so many houses that are totally renovated now. And I know some of those renovations took place during the pandemic. But there is a revitalization going on, not only in downtown Murfreesboro, but in downtown areas all across the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people seem to want to come back to the downtown area and all around the country. Um, they want to have walkability. They want to have a place where they have community with other neighbors and not just in a subdivision. Um, so it, the downtown is a perfect place, and Murfreesboro is, is growing in that area. I mean, you can't drive off of the square and not see a house that's being renovated. Um, and so that's really fun to watch, and it's fun to see young families choosing to remake some of these older houses and invest in them. And all that's going to do is increase property value and um, just add value overall to the downtown. And then you can walk to things like the farmer's market on Saturday or a free concert or go get breakfast at a, a restaurant downtown or walk to MTSU. I mean, it's, it's walkable. It's, it's a beautiful place. And, you know, all the murals that are being added, it's just a neat place to bring out-of-town visitors. Um, it's a, It definitely gives you a sense of community and place. And folks can learn more online. What is the website for Main Street Murfreesboro? www.mainstreetmurfreesboro.org and we have a great list of all of the downtown businesses those that are um, members of main street um, it's there's hundreds of them on there um, and their links are on there as well sounds good well thank you for joining us this morning thanks for having all of us thank you very much time right now 859 local news followed by cbs news comes your way next on wgns